Hi, this is Ivy Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Amy Solomon is the editor of Notes from the Bathroom Line, humor, art, and low-grade panic from 150 of the funniest women in comedy. Amy Solomon is a film and TV producer, most recently on HBO's Barry and Silicon Valley. She runs Alec Berg's production company, where she develops movies and TV that you'll hopefully see someday. She's originally from Chicago, but now lives in Los Angeles with her dogs, Nan and Goose, who are perfect. She's a graduate of Princeton University and loves baseball and her friends' kids. Welcome, ladies, to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I am so excited to be joined here today by Amy Solomon, the editor of Notes from the Bathroom Line, as well as two of the contributors, Lennon Parham and also Lake Bell. So welcome to all of you. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. (laughs) (laughs) So if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could go around and Amy, why don't you start since this was your Gilda Radner inspired, you know, (laughs) enterprise and talk about how it started and how you roped in these ladies here. Yeah. So basically there is this book from 1976 called Titters. That's this amazing bonkers book of 200 pages of all sorts of humor writing by all of my icons in comedy. So Gilda and Lorraine Newman and Phyllis Diller and Candace Bergen. And I discovered it on eBay when I was little and was obsessed with Gilda Radner. I still am by big time, big time. (laughs) And I got obsessed. And it basically was always bizarre to me that there wasn't another big collection of humor writing by women, especially because the communities only exploded even more. And I've gotten, I, you know, produce TV and movies. And all I do all day is meet brilliant women. So it was like, let's get them all to write something. So Lennon and Lake are two of my all-time faves. And so I basically, I went through, you know, I asked friends, who are your favorite people? I went through people's agents. You know, I just did a huge evil web of trying to rope women in. And yeah, I was so lucky these gals agreed and it's an honor they're in it. It's amazing. Very exciting. Thanks, Amy. This is Lake talking now that you can hear my voice. <laughs> Lennon, do your voice so they know you're you. <laughs> do I sound just like you, Lake? I think we sound exactly the same. No, we sound exactly alike. <laughs> so I'm Lennon and we have, we both have deep, sultry <laughs> Kathleen Turner voices. Don't get turned on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this idea. I mean, Amy came to me initially and I was just like, oh, this is a genius idea. And also you're right. I think there should be a volume of it sort of every couple of years, frankly. So this is, let's call it volume one. Can we do that? Can we announce that? (laughs) Sure. Mm. But I want a break. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) No, but what it's, it's tremendously entertaining. It's also very bite-sized. It's, you know, it's the perfect thing to ingest in a time where we're feeling like we are deprived of community because it is so kind of communal and and playful and inclusive. And I, I just like, I sort of poured over it and felt like I was hanging out with all of my 
you know, my wish list of dearest friends. <laughs> and some people like <laughs> Lenny too, who we are dear friends, <laughs> dear, dear friends. <laughs> yeah. Amy sent me the sweetest email. And honestly, if anybody sends me a, a personal email, I'm like, yes, <laughs> what, what, you know who I am. Watch out, watch out. <laughs> now said I'm serious. That publicly. I know, <laughs> I know, but it was very sweet and I love the idea. And also the, the sort of take on it, the, like, like when you, when you take people through like what the essays are like, I wrote a poem that is an ode to Target, <laughs> Target which is very deeply personal to me. And can I say yeah. holds up through the pandemic? Totally. Like, I think it, the openness, the creativity, the option to sort of personalize it. And some of the titles are s- like so amazing and I can't wait to, yeah. to dive in. Yeah, you have to, people need to listen to the audiobook to listen to Lennon read her Ode to Target because it is unbelievable. <laughs> very deeply felt. It's, I'm no Amanda Gorman. You know what I mean? Like I'm not... Yeah, but poetry is important. Everyone should know. No, I, it, and and my just to piggyback, my contribution is a, a cartoon. So the other the other sort of like a comic, but the, that's the other part of this, which is like it's multi, and that's why I think it's very digestible and kind of the perfect kind of uh, snack to your kind of creative and cultural <laughs> list of things to do and ingest because it really does sort of satiate that you know, multifaceted, very uber creative layered way of expression, which is, I think, how most kind of, you know, certainly comedic and creative brains think, which is in terms of drawings and and doodles, which I did, and the written word and the poems and the songs. I mean, there's literally like a a full-on song in there with, you know, complete with with notes and and notes. You can tell I'm a professional musician, (laughs) one of the greats. (laughs) But, you know, it's just like, it is truly this archive, this artifact of of who's out there, what ladies are out there doing their thing right now. And, And I think it's quite beautiful. When I got to the song, I was like, all right, I don't even know what to do with this. Should I even attempt to like play this in my head from my rudimentary piano from like third grade? Or am I just going to look at these, you know, yeah. move I think move the key, key with the song is watch her perform it on YouTube. So people ask her all the time oh, okay. for that sheet music. Yes. So there is a generation of musical theater students that will be thrilled. I'm sure there will. Sheet music. All those notes. Actual notes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just want to jump in here. The, one of the other parts that we, I was obsessed with was who wrote frequently asked questions about the IUD. Oh yeah, Blythe Rover so, so good. Because by the way, I was like, I'm interested. This is gonna be yeah. These are questions you can't ask. You learn something too. You want to know? You get your belly laugh. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's true. I feel like from the drawings to the essays to all the little mini interview questions that you rounded up in like snackable form, as you were saying, everybody shares a sort of sarcastic type humor. Like everything is so tongue in cheek as opposed to like, Mm. here I am. I'm going to tell like a, a shit. This is my funny set. No, it's just like all just so like, smart and just like a variation on, on reality, right? Like texts you would hear or texts you sent, like that was so funny, yeah, yeah, but then things that didn't even happen, right? Texts you sent by mistake. And yeah. Yeah. That you sent to the wrong person. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. I mean, all of it is like, just it's, you know what it is? It's like entertainment. It's using the book form to entertain in a, in a new way with visual and colors that are arresting and attention grabbing. And I feel like 
while community is so important right now, so is like being able to focus. Like, have you guys had a hard time reading lately or like focusing? I feel like there's so much going on that it it can be hard. I, this book well, is sort of the antidote every, to that. I mean, I think <laughs> like I was thinking your your podcast, you know, moms don't have time to read book. I'm like, this one is fine. I'm a mom. I can attest this one. You, you're going to be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd make a great gift too. Like, I feel like I would... <laughs> You could buy it in bulk, everyone. Everyone buy it in bulk. And then just send it to like your best girlfriends. And we're like, I just knew you needed this right now. Or like all of those boxes, you know, we're getting like all those ads for like happy box, et cetera. Like it's a perfect thing like that. Just to say, I was thinking of you. Here it is from my local bookstore and, you know, the independent bookseller on the corner and wrap it up. Love it. You could even do, you could do a box with some toilet paper or something. You could, you know, we could do the bathroom yeah. theme, like keep it going. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And just like from your female owned independent yes. book shop down the block. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was another one, like here's just to, to, to wet the palate and tease the innards of the book is there's one like a line from my obituary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's one of my other favorites, which was really entertaining to read. One of them was like, she was my favorite inmate, you know? Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one about the ex-boyfriend too that was so funny when she meets him on the street and she's like running but carrying groceries with her perfect new husband. And she's like, oh, no name. I don't even remember you. So, yeah, anyway, that's that Mitra Juhari. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> yes. It's like a script of running into ex-boyfriend. So fun. And Lennon, your poem, when I read it at first, I just kind of read Ode, but then I like didn't read the title carefully. And I started reading it and yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder where she is. Like, <laughs> I wonder, is this, a, is this a Costco or like, where is she? And then I was like, oh, I'm such a moron. She's at Target. Like, duh. Okay. <laughs> I do believe that Joanna Gaines has the answers. Like she's figured it out. Right. How many children does she have? And it's just all like farmhouse chic. And from head to toe, she's always got on the right boot. Her husband is annoying and wonderful. Like, it's just, she's got it figured out. Like, everyone needs a windmill. Don't we all need a windmill? You I know? don't know who this mystical it. woman is, but I'm, I'm in, th- I listen. To oh my-, my God. Hearth and hand, like fixer upper. Okay. No, you don't. Oh. You're too busy making your stone, your pizzas. Like I have a pizza and I'm proud of it. Okay. It's the most delicious pizza you've ever had in your life. I'm sure Joanna has something you could use for the pizza oven. She's got all sorts of stuff. She definitely has a pizza stone, a crafted curated pizza stone. Listen, I respect it. But the other thing, there's a lot of different kinds of moms out there. Okay. And I think that there's a lot of different kinds of proclivities. And I have to say this scratches all the itches, this book, because in my doodle, for instance, like I was kind of like funny, funny, you know, just observational stuff. And then like upside down, really teeny tiny writing. I say that my daughter has epilepsy and that's not a joke. And I just say that it's scary. Mm-hmm. And so there are, there's the full range of, you know, little tidbits that feel incredibly real and, and earnest, but then also the majority, I would say like ninety. 8.9% of it is just hilarious. So. Yeah, I think there were a lot of really real moments in it, which that are really beautiful. There's this girl, Carolina Barlow, who's a brilliant gal. She wrote a piece of all of her 
fantasies about men throughout her life in chronological order. And she used to have this fantasy about getting in an accident and all of these different exes come to her bedside. And then she ultimately does get in an accident and these about men actually come into her bedside. It's so beautiful. People would send these pieces in and I would be like driving home and I would pull over and it was like the most exciting thing to read them. And, you know, they're poems and comics and all sorts. It's just, it's so fun. I'm sad it's done, honestly. (laughs) Like I read on Instagram when you shared about your daughter having epilepsy and how you wrote that you weren't sure for a while if you were going to share it or not. And you decided that in this time of community, it was good to come forward. Can you tell me about your decision to share? Yeah, I think, you know, not too similar from what I was talking about with a book like this, where there, you know, community is, I think I do what I do and I enjoy my job so much because it is based around the sort of ethos of community, right? Like you group up a bunch of people who have of like mind and create something that didn't exist before. And, you know, and so when it came to my daughter Nova's epilepsy, I felt very isolated. It happened during the pandemic. She had had seizures before, but she had never, it had never sort of been escalated to the 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 stamp of she has epilepsy and she she has a genetic mutation that causes it which we now know so yeah I think that I really wanted to I felt really alone in it you know and so mm. being it's just scary it just is you know it's like you don't have the answers you traditionally you would have these opportunities to be with other parents and maybe go to a support group maybe go to a coffee with the epilepsy foundation or you know and 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 start to to kind of have someone to text in the middle of something, you know, just be like, Hey, did you find this? And is this medication working for you? You know, it's like, you don't really have that in this time. And I respect that we have to be isolated and, and be good citizens in this pandemic, but it was, it was, it was hard. And so I think I thought, well, if it's hard for me, then it's hard for others. And as opposed to, I was looking for, I was looking for support and I did, I got a lot of support. I got, it was really just therapeutic to have other moms and dads, you know, just people, cousins, sisters, brothers, whatever's grandparents who, who have, you know, a loved one with epilepsy and then seeing other, sorry, I'm like rambling, but then there was other women who were like young women and older women, you know, who are married now with kids and the whole thing. And they're like, I have epilepsy and I have an amazing life. And you know, mm. I thought, oh, okay, okay. No, it's going to be okay. <laughs> And I'm happy to say we're we're six months seizure free right now. So amazing. Wow. Yeah. So so you know I'm gonna knock on all the wood. This is it. You ready? Fully. That's full work there. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah. So I I do feel that you know I I just it's almost like scary to say you're seizure free. You know what I mean? Because you just don't. Yeah. But she's doing great, and I feel very great. That's great. Well, I'm sure you connected with a bazillion people, but one of my best friends, her son also has epilepsy and she's like funny and amazing and awesome. So if you need another really cool great, yes, to talk to, <laughs> I'm happy to connect you guys because she also didn't know anybody when she was going through it. And and if you're not on Instagram or you're, you know, you really have to kind of put it out there about not just one thing your child has, but basically everything we're all going through. And I think, you know, there's so much we all have in all these different ways, loss or divorce or kids illnesses or just stress with your kids or whatever it is or work stuff or anything. And, you know, before you're confined to the people in your physical orbit a lot more. And now it's like everything is sort of all the doors have been blown off, right? Like everything you get has to be 
in this massive social media world or else you have to be only with the people you know. Does that make any sense? Really? Like I once mean, you put it on social media, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this woman in Nigeria has the same thing with her daughter as I'm going through right now. And if I hadn't just like sat on my phone and typed like two lines, I never would have known that. And I would have been feeling like, oh my God, I'm the worst mom ever. But now I'm the second worst or something, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. The only time I meet people is the dog park. I basically go in like a thousand masks and just stand in the corner and let my dogs like live their life because they don't need to wear masks. (laughs) And now I'm just like, so connected to the dog community in a way that I never Mm -hmm. realized I might be. But yeah, it's just, yeah, I feel like it's taught us the ways that if you open up, you can find those people, you know? So true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you know, our children too are, are suffering so much, you know, in a way that they can't articulate. And I think, you know, it's so crazy that social media, social media has become some tremendous resource to figure out how to talk about a complex issues like that injustice. And, you know, you know, it's like, you can't just rely on, for instance, like, oh, okay, they're going to go to school and they're going to talk about that because not everybody's able to go to school in the same way. So already there, you don't have the infrastructure of like, a staff of amazing educators, which, you know, kind of traverse some of this complicated territory. Like, oh, what does it feel like to feel so, to feel full of anxiety? Like, I feel like anxiety is something that our kids are all like, mm, I don't, like, what is this new blanket that's on top of everything that I do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm, totally. There's an Instagram account called Seed and Sew, which I follow. And they were talking recently about patients versus like, boundary parenting. So it's sort of like you're cooking dinner and your toddler hits your leg and you're like, you just kind of keep cooking dinner and he hits your leg again and you keep cooking dinner and you ignore it. And then the third time you explode. And I was like, okay, this is personal. (laughs) (laughs) Like I felt like, I felt like they had like snuck a camera into my kitchen and watched me deal with my four-year-old. And then the, the other option is the first time he hits you, you like stop cooking dinner, squat down, get eye level with him and say like, I'm not going to let you hit me. Seems like you're wanting attention. How about as soon as I finish with this, whatever sauce or cutting the onions, stop crying. And, (laughs) and we do jumping jacks in the living room or something. And, and it, and the first time I did it and it worked, I mean, we did jumping jacks in the living room. He was like, what you want to do jumping jacks? (laughs) And we were just like jumping jack jacking in the middle. That's not, you can't use that. You can't say jumping jacking (laughs) anyway. So that's been a resource for me as I, you know, as I try to homeschool and parent and do all, all the things that I'm like, thought I would be great at. And I'm not great at, you know, like a resource. Yeah. That's so funny, Lennon. Cause like this morning, <laughs> like, gave, yeah. yeah, this exact thing, he's like, I'm going go downstairs. I'm like, I'm still sleeping. And he's like, I'm going go downstairs. I'm like, again, my eyes are closed. He's like, I want to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ozzy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is not going to work. <laughs> I love you. you need to go and yeah. put your underwear on and your potty time. And then I will take you downstairs. He's three and a half. And he was like, yeah, okay with that. But then maybe now I've perpetuated it. I feel I'm making a lot of questions about just my <laughs> and like my life choices. 
No. I feel like every parent does that though. I mean, who's going to really like throw the spatula and like, you know, I sit know. cross-legged on the floor and attend the first time? I don't know. But then my daughter, the other day, I she did the same thing. Like, And I have four kids, but this is my seven-year-old. Whoa, nice yeah, I, I have twins who were 13 <laughs> and then a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. Anyway, my seven-year-old, she was asking me something and I was like, wait, wait. And then, or she didn't listen the first two times, you know, so the third time I'm like, stop, you know, she's like, why would you yell at me? I'm like, well, I'm not really yelling, but you didn't listen to me the first two times. So what was my, what options do I have? She's like, okay, okay. And then the next time I ask her, she asks me to stop doing something and I like didn't ignore. And she's like, but now I get to yell at you if you if you don't do this like the second time I ask. And I was like, no, 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 no. You, can't. <laughs> you don't get to turn this around now. <laughs> like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Like there's the difference. No, it's okay. My daughter and I, my daughter is seven and three quarters, she would want me to say. And and she she had this whole, she had a breakdown about what wasn't fair mm-hmm. because the four-year-old was watching Wild Kratts, which is educational television, everyone. Yes. It counts totally sanctioned. School, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, it's not fair that I have to do all this like second grade homework. And I was like, you know what's not fair? <laughs> is that I have to make sure that everybody has toilet paper, find a small moment in the day to take a poop <laughs> myself, make sure that we have something to eat, then clean all those dishes while you get to like parade around and play with your OMG LOL dolls. And guess who bought you those? You know what I mean? That's not fair. And she was like, okay. And she she heard it because I was at the end of whatever yeah. rope, that particular rope day. <laughs> <laughs> And I hear you. I ha- it, similarly like it when it gets real. Like when you get into the like I'm a person. I literally mm-hmm. I had a thing where they were just my kids are just fighting, 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 and like Nova won't allow. She just may- allows it to get to her, and I'm like woman, you know. And, and like, yeah, hey, yeah, it's okay. You can actually physically take your body away from the situation, you know. And then yeah. finally, I was like, all right, everybody in your room, you know, because I I was alone there, and you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm solo mommy now because you know my we're divorced. It's fine, but we are, and so it's just there's two houses, and so I'm like, guys, come on! And then I went upstairs and I was like, hey guys, <laughs> let's crisscross applesauce and have a family meeting about logistics, you know. And then that's when I said, look, you know how like you're a person and you're a person. I'm also <laughs> a person. I'm just a, like we're here are three persons yes. sitting down. Yes, and. I got, you know how you get frustrated? I got frustrated. That's what that was. And I needed a minute. You know, when you need a minute, I needed a minute. And I just was like, let me level with you. I am I literally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seriously, you guys, when I'm here alone, like sometimes, like, I don't know how to tell you guys to get along. You know, it was just the honest appeal. And they were like, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> it was just like a nice mm-hmm. moment of, raw honesty. And I was like, look, I go to therapy. I'm going to use it. Use this shit on my kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I think also with divorce, I'm, I'm divorced and I've gotten remarried since, but there's this extra layer of guilt, right? So like, I'm trying to do my best, but I lose it. But then all of a sudden they're gone. Right. And then you have like two, and I don't know, maybe you don't split custody or whatever, but like every other weekend it's like quiet. And I have the opportunity to reflect and be like, Oh my God, why did I handle it that way? Why did I do that? And it just makes it all feel worse somehow, but we're so far off from comedy at this point. I'm sorry. We've like meandered here. (laughs) Hey, right. These are like, 
I mean, I hopefully moms are going, yeah, that's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But funny. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I think the four that. of us, <laughs> we guys just, all of us after this, we're going to go do some jumping jacking on ourselves. Yes. Jumping jacking. And three persons. <laughs> Hashtag jump, jumping jacket. Yeah. <laughs> jacking. Jumping jacket. I don't want to explain it to you. Like, if you don't, oh, wow. Well, like, like, we, down. we did a show together. So okay. We are yeah. incredibly tight I mean, with our yes. friendship. Guys, come on. Yeah. Get it as a better. <laughs> so, Amy, do you have visions when everything is back to normal of assembling your amazing crew of all the contributors to your book in some sort of in person? Party of sorts or something. Yeah, that's. Oh, can that's I the, say the yes dream. to that? Yeah, already. big time. The dream. Big time. I mean, I feel like the times when the book was so hard and forty billion emails and tracking people down, it was like someday we'll have a party, and then of course, no, <laughs> but we will someday. <laughs> well, we will. We will. No, I. I like. I was an, a huge fan of every woman in this book when I asked them. That's why I asked them, and I've only become bigger fans. So I would love to. That would be the dream. Amazing. Could even turn it into some sort of special, yeah. Performance. Yeah, of course you're very you're very Hollywood to say that. Nope. <laughs> Everyone's always like, "Okay, well, how are you going to adapt it?" And it's like some things can stay how they are. No, I mean not to say no, it's no, not, I know great the way it is. I'm, I like I find I make more time for books and stuff on TV these days anyway because they're like there and you don't have to turn anything on. I don't yeah. know. So it's no, great the way it is. It's no, hard. no, no, no. I'm just kidding. It's just funny. <laughs> Well, what else, what else is coming next for all of you individually? Like what's your, what's next on the horizon for all of you? I don't know, guys. You don't know. I, there's a, <laughs> cooking for dinner. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot. The other day, my boyfriend at 8 45 AM goes, what's for dinner? I was like, you gotta calm down. Yeah. It's time for him to make dinner. Yeah. I think yeah. Yes. when he, he does a very, very hard job. It, it, I talk about this a lot, but I, this one day went on a podcast and talked about, they were talking about, it was about writing and like, what are your writing tips? Like for women writers, blah, blah. And the only thing I could think of was that like, I love having a fun pen. Like, I think that that makes writing yeah. so much more exciting. If you have a pen, you're really excited about. And I went home and I told my boyfriend about, that's like what I talked to. <laughs> like showing us her pens. I told him, I was like, I said the dumbest thing today. And he was like, today, he works at this amazing nonprofit. And he was like, today I did a long interview with a man who was wrongfully incarcerated at age 16 and has finally just been let out of prison and has been paroled to this rehab. And it's just like, this is what he does all day. And I was like, I said a stupid thing about a pen. It's just bizarre <laughs> to compare. You know what you need to do? You need to cook him dinner. Yeah, I do need to cook him dinner. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> but yeah. No wonder he was so angry with you. Well, but someday, well, technically what's next is we will shoot Barry season three someday when people are vaccinated and it's a little safer and we don't get Henry Winkler sick, which would be the worst thing you could do. Yeah. The worst. So yeah, that's me. Go Lake. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I just finished, I'm setting up my third feature. So my third uh, original feature that I wrote and direct, and I'm super excited about that. I have an, another feature that I'm setting up as well concurrently. And then I have a couple of TV shows that I am developing in my 20th deal. Cool. Being a as a fancy producer. A big fancy lady. <laughs> I'm wearing a, a neck scarf. <laughs> you are. Um, and puff sleeves. Uh, yeah, and puff sleeves. But yeah, that, that and I'm writing a children's book. 
Oh. Oh. Which is the which is really fun too. So just you just kind of like dipping in a lot of things right now and a lot of development and things like that. That's awesome. Voiceover stuff. I have a children's book coming out with Penguin Random House in uh, a year from now, basically. Amazing. Ooh. Amazing. Congratulations. I know. I'm like, well, you know, because you're at home and you're like, okay. Yeah, is, might as well. Children. But I would like to be reading yeah. to the kids right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, all right, enough. Let's do it another way. And what about you, Lennon? What are you up to next? Just nothing. Just nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. I really do. I am just waiting for everybody to get the vaccine and then I will be out and about back at Target. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I shot a pilot in December. Oh. We're waiting to hear about that it's for HBO Max called Minx, which is, it's great. It's a period piece set in the seventies about, it's like the first playgirl, basically. Cool starring Ophelia Levabon and Jake Johnson. And I play her sister, a housewife. Were the clothes amazing? Uh, the clothes were amazing. You know, Beth, who actually did costumes for Playing House season one, and Glow did the costumes. Cool. So of course, she's just like amazing. Yeah. And then I'm going to do my silly podcast, Womp It Up, which is two insane characters for hopefully do some more of that. And then write writing, more writing. It's awesome. So yeah, this is so neat. It's like super inspiring to get to hear what you all are up to and how no matter what, everybody is sort of going through the same stuff, right? Like everybody out there is like dealing with mm. a kid trying to get them to stop cooking or I'm not even doing the cooking. Like my, yeah. Anyway, or, or debating who's doing the cooking for dinner, you or your husband <laughs> or whatever. So anyway, the book comes at the perfect time and is such an entertaining vehicle for distraction and laughter and what we all need right now. So Amy, the 500,000 emails, totally worth it. And Lake and Lennon, it was so nice to meet you and loved your contributions too. Thank you so much. Good luck with the book. So exciting. Thank you. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, ladies. Have a great day. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 